How's it going, everybody? Luke and Joe back again with the Cautiously Optimistic Podcast, the post-free agency uh, edition, the free agency fallout, if you will. I think mo- most of the big moves have been made. There's some uh, there's some big fish out there still, maybe uh, one or two, but uh, most of the uh, the damage has been done, I think. Yes, indeed. It seems like the Sabres are done, I would yes. say. Um, yeah. They... Going in, I had my expectations pretty low. Like, figured they would get a defenseman, figured they would try and get a goalie. Uh, word that Lawrence Pilot is coming back at some point. They're working on that. But they, they did basically what everyone expected them to, who had reasonable expectations, at least. They signed Ilya Labushkin to a two-year deal, just under $3 million. Not an offensive defenseman by any means, but... He's a kind of like stabilizing presence, I guess you could say. I don't know if he's going to be the, the D partner for Owen Power or not, but maybe he's he's a second or third pair type of guy. He's going to play with either Power or Bryson. So not bad. Uh, and it's only two years, so they're not really locked in long term here. And Eric Comrie signing a two-year deal at just under $2 million. So the Winnipeg Jets back up. I think last last time uh, we were recording together, uh, you made the the joke that yeah. hey, if they don't get Eric Comrie, they can just pick him up off waivers, and they don't even have to do that. He comes here, and I guess he wanted to come here. According to Kevin Adams, uh, his by bi- weekly we want players who want to be here comment uh Comrie really wanted to be a saber probably because it was his easiest path to actually playing like i think last year was his career high in starts and it was only like 18 so yes yeah, 16 starts he was he was i didn't know i didn't realize how good he was i know that uh he it was his his breakout season if you will but he was 10 and 5 with a 920 save percentage and obviously Winnipeg doesn't have the most renowned defense. So uh, he contributed there. He carried his weight. Yeah, I guess the advanced stats are pretty good for him as well. Um, yeah, it, it's I've liked Eric Comrie for a while. I liked him as a draft prospect even. I think he was picked in like 2013. 20, yeah, I think it was 2013. He was a second-round pick. I wanted him in that Kane trade. Somehow, some way, I wish they would have picked him up in the Evander Kane trade, but they got uh, Jason Kasdorf instead. Still a little bitter about that, but hey, it's mm. all right. He's here, and he is presumably the 1A. Uh, it's going to be him and Craig Anderson. Kevin Adams even had to give Uko Pekalukin a phone call saying, we still believe in you, and that, they can, that he can be a starting goalie in the near future, but I think Kevin Adams has four of those guys now with uh, the two college prospects, Uko Pekalukinen, and now Topias Leinen, but we will get more into him later when we talk about de- development camp briefly. And they also made a couple depth signings. Jeremy Davies, they brought in Kale Clegg, who spent a good chunk of the season with Montreal last year, and they also brought in Chase Prisky, I believe is how you say it. So, yeah, pretty pretty good day they really stabilized rochester's decor which is something that was abysmal last year 
And I believe Rochester also signed Ethan Prow to a one or two year extension as well. So it doesn't count against the contractual space for Buffalo, but he will be in Rochester. Yeah, uh, those the, the the Davies and uh, Prisky signings went completely under my radar because I I had never heard of them. Obviously, they're going to be Rochester guys, but um, I mean, whatever, inconsequential. But yeah, Comrie is uh, a fun signing, like you said. We had been we've been talking about it for uh, for a while, and um, I don't know. That'll be uh, the most intriguing one. Um, I I think that's so funny that Adams had the meeting though. With uh, Lukanen. Yeah, I hope he didn't think he was going to be the starter here. Yeah. Because, um, boy, I mean, the time for this was last year for him. I, It's just, he's cutting it close. We're, we're right at the point where it's do or die. He's, this is last year where he's able to go to Rochester. And he's probably, he's still going to get like 20, 30 games up here. Like, there's no way... Neither of these guys are going to play the whole season here. You know, maybe Comrie is a complete bust. Who knows? And maybe they send him to Rochester, although 1.8 million is quite a bit to be playing in Rochester. So I would assume that unless Lukanen is just completely lights out in training camp, it's going to be Comrie and Anderson. Yeah. And with, uh, with an older guy like Anderson, you can't count on him. Uh, right. He, going... he missed a very large chunk of last year. Yeah. Played 31 games last year. But yeah, Lukanen's bound to get uh, his reps in, if you will. Um, as he should. As he should. You got to yes. see what you got in him. Uh, but no, I think I think it'll be interesting to see if they maybe go with a uh, a trio of sorts, a kind of a three-headed monster at goalie. I don't know. Keep Anderson around. Um, I don't know if that'll be something that more teams do even, um, but I don't know. I've read that there's, uh, that, you know, some teams are, uh, interested, uh, in that approach. So I don't know. Um, yeah, like I said, Anderson's bound to miss a few games here and there. Carrying three goalies is interesting. It's kind of crossing my mind lately, but. You, maybe they keep one extra forward, one extra defenseman, one extra goalie. I, I mean, it's, I could see it. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I would assume Pilot or Bryson would be the extra defenseman. Once Pilot gets signed, it sounds like that's inevitable. They're just waiting yes. on proper paperwork for the termination of his KHL contract. But maybe Bjork is that 13th forward, or could it be... Anastroza, who they surprisingly signed to a one-year extension. Who knows? But I'm assuming they they would definitely be mulling that possibility over. I would. I think that's a legitimate possibility if Uko Pekalukinen plays extremely well in training camp. Which who knows? He did not play very well last year in training camp. Yeah. Well, the uh, the pilot news is unexpected but but welcome i know that yeah like things like that happen where a guy whose rights team owns uh suddenly you know the team he's playing for um let him go and yeah yeah and it's it's normally a pipe dream kind of hypothetical well this guy can't come back so uh it's cool to see him 
actually, I mean, looks like it's trending towards uh, him re-signing here, at least, or, sorry, rejoining the team, rather. Um, but, yeah, that would uh, solve, a, solve a few problems. And it's good defense. depth, too, because I... Yes. I liked Kale Clegg a lot as like a draft prospect, but he, as a pro, it's been a different story. He's still pretty young and he's like 23, but he's bounced around a bit. The Kings lost him on waivers to Montreal. He didn't qualified as an RFA. So Sabres pick him up in a league minimum deal. I wouldn't want him as my seventh D, but as my ninth or 10th D, not bad. And Casey Fitzgerald, I don't know if he's waivers exempt or not, but I would assume that, he would go to Rochester as well. And I don't know. We're talking about carrying extra players. Do it. Maybe they keep two extra defensemen and keep Fitzgerald because I don't, if he is, uh, if he's not waivers exempt, I wonder if there's a chance he gets claimed because right shot defenseman who has a physical edge. Let me check. I'm going to check the waivers calculator here on Fitzgerald. Give me a second here. Uh, hang on a second. I'm I I too am uh perusing uh the the uh offerings of cap friendly here to see if they uh they tell anything about it. Um, yeah, Fitzgerald needs waivers to go to Rochester, so okay. that's a calculated risk if they choose to do that. Looking at some other guys too. Ruts, R2 Ruts line and also needs waivers for what it's worth. And yeah. Yeah, no other like shockers, but those are two that the Sabres might be taking a risk sending to Rochester. But at this point, I would assume that R2 Ruts goes back. He's a qualified RFA, so I don't, I think the ship has sailed on him. Mm-hmm going overseas like that rumor was a couple of months ago. You weren't able to come on for the draft episode. You have any thoughts on the Sabres draft quickly? I love the picks. Uh, it seems like across the board, uh, the draft is getting approval from all the experts. Uh, Savoy is a really nice pick. Uh, I, I, I know that we uh, we had talked about this, but um I'm glad they didn't avoid him because he's only 5'10 or whatever, or he might be yeah. even smaller than that. So uh, they didn't fall for the uh, the Cole Caulfield effect, which is good. Uh, and then the other two picks I, I like as well. And uh, the who was the 28th pick? Um, Yuri Kulik. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one sounds like uh, a great pick as well. And I saw your tweet about him i think it's you said uh his shot is at is as advertised is that correct oh yeah he he has an nhl ready shot like it, when you talk about a heavy shot I, I was at development camp yesterday i'd work today so i couldn't go but he's got a very heavy shot like when he missed the net like it was <laughs> like like the boards were gonna break it was that heavy he was <laughs> he was really really impressive to me yesterday and i don't want to say he can make the nhl right away but i can this guy i could see him being like a paterka like talent where he goes a little bit later but i think he's able to step in sooner rather than later i could see him jumping in in a couple years 
And he's an interesting case, too, because he was the third overall pick in the CHL import draft to the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles in the Quebec League. So maybe they give him a contract and he's able to jump over. Because usually, usually when you're picked that high in the import draft, you end up going. But in a, right after being picked, he was asked, oh, where do you plan on playing? And he said, Buffalo. Like he's his only goal is to be in the NHL next year, which I love the confidence in the kid. But yeah, I I would assume I assume he's going to the Quebec League. If he's also eligible for Rochester as well, but uh, with the with the signings of Isaac Rosine and Kisikov, there's not a whole lot of room. But definitely interesting. Hopefully they get him in training camp this year. But he's he was impressive, really impressive. Didn't didn't notice a whole lot of Noah Osland at development camp yesterday, but you could definitely see that you know this guy's a really good skater and his vision is quite nice. And Matthew Savoy is still dealing with a shoulder injury, so he didn't really get to he didn't get to skate at, at all. Um, but he's still a couple weeks away. He should be ready to go for the Team Canada World Junior Camp in a couple of weeks. And I would expect that he makes the team. I would hope at least it'd be fun. Yeah. I'm probably not going to be able to get down to any of uh, the practices, but I still, I, I would love to try and get tickets to the, the tournament on Saturday. The I think it's uh season ticket holders get priority. So uh, I'm, uh, that's the issue. I think it'll sell out though. It should. It was a pretty big crowd for the first session. Mm-hmm. First session had the, had Portillo and Levi, Ryan Johnson, Krebs was there. Uh, can't really remember the bigger names, but the second group had Yuri Kulik, Isaac Rosine, uh, Topias Leininen, which I don't know if you saw my tweet on Leininen yesterday, but I man, did, yes. He, he had a rough go of it. I was expecting a lot more out of him, and I kept my eye on him quite a bit because Steve, our, our buddy Steve, he was like, send me line in an update. So I'm like, okay, I'll keep an yeah. eye on him. And Jared and I, we were sitting on the, the opposite side of the rink from him, and I just glanced over, and he's just getting lit up like a, like a Christmas tree. It was like I felt bad for the kid. It was It was really bad. He was getting sniped left and right. Like it would shot would go in his pads, kick it out, get scooped right in the nut. And I, (laughs) I said on Twitter, like this, I've been to development camp basically every year besides the last couple because of COVID, but like, I've never seen a goalie struggle this much in a development camp. And this is, this is the first goalie off the board in, in this draft. He was 41st overall. This isn't a seventh round pick where like this guy, he, you can criticize him. It's okay. Like I know yeah maybe maybe was i a little harsh i don't think so like you had to be there well he you got to report what you see if he was, was throwing in everything like, then... i i think i i think i said in the tcb uh dm group dm he was putrid it was it was bad and people were like oh he's 18 like he's 18 he's adjusting to the north american ice you know who's also 18 adjusting to the north american ice yuri kulik who scored like five goals on okay him. <laughs> if if people are using the North American ice thing with a goalie, then then it's just that that's an escape clause. Like, like some of not- some of the replies were just laughable. Like I was there. He was 
I, I'm telling you what I saw, and he was yeah. really bad. I remember when Uko Pekalukinen was 18 at development camp. Similar, exactly the same situation, actually. A large Finn coming into the <laughs> North American ice as an 18-year-old, and he did not look that bad. And I, some people were saying, oh, the, the drills were designed to be hard on the goalies. I'm telling you this. The the other goalie, the University <laughs> of Minnesota Duluth backup goalie, who's the camp invite, did not struggle nearly as much as him. Portillo and Levi did not struggle nearly as much as him. Um, yeah, he, and I'm not saying he's a bust. I I just said he had a horrifically bad practice, and there was one drill he did pretty okay, in, and I said it. I don't have an agenda here. I'm just telling you what I saw. Wait, well, hey, you I'm know what? Sorry this to offend. <laughs> the I'm great John Vogel, the great John Vogel tweet. Oh, uh, the Jonas Johansson. Yeah, one? after Jonas Johansson was traded, and he said, "I can say with what was it? I can say with complete certainty that Colorado is getting probably the worst goalie he's ever seen." <laughs> I think yeah, that, he, that that I will. That's what I will always remember Jonas Johansson for. Yeah, Johansson going back to Colorado. Actually, they resigned him after oh, wow. him going to Florida, but man, he, he struggled and I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm not saying he's bad. And people are like, Oh, well, if you're not Ashik and if you're one practice, you suck. Like, come on, cry me a river. Like he's eligible for criticism. He's basic. They thought about picking him in the first round for God's sake. Oh, I don't know. True? Yeah. Uh, it, it sounded like they were quite high on him, but Kulik, from what I heard, um, they were after him hard. Like they thought about like trading up for him. I think there was a chance that they might have even picked him at nine. Like they liked him that much. I think he would. I think I don't have it confirmed, but I think they had him in their top ten. Oh God Almighty! Yeah, and I think he's gonna be great. But yeah, Lyon, he will he be good? Who knows? But he's. Nowhere like making excuses for a goalie just because stop. He didn't, yeah. he didn't play well at all. And he didn't <laughs> play just... today. He, he could have been injured. He didn't play today. Uh, undisclosed injury. So that would explain it. I and hope... I hope, I hope the best for the guy. I really do. But mm-hmm. Jesus, for the love of God, people are harassing me over this. Like he didn't play well. What do you want from me? Listen, it's true. It's true. It's young man's sake. I hope he never listens to this show because he might never come back. <laughs> he might quit. Yeah, I, I hope he works out. I wouldn't have picked him. You're I wouldn't have picked him man. in the third or fourth round either, but this yeah. was a weak year for goalies. My Thank honest like. assessment of the guy. Sorry to offend. Anyway, we're, fif- we're 15 minutes into the show and you already ended a guy's career, a kid's career. <laughs> He's 18. You know, we're, we're, we're older than these guys now. This is bullying. Uh, boo-hoo. It's still scary to see uh, 2004 birth years. That's crazy. It's it's going. Mm. Pretty soon we're going to be know having kids who weren't even alive for Danny Breer and Chris Drury as Sabres. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's insanity. I I talked to a kid the other day. He has never been alive for a Sabres playoff game like come on that's just sad so was so he was born after 2011 yeah 
It's nuts. See, so the generation that uh, is growing up with bad Sabres teams, they're becoming conscious and uh, able to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could, uh, I don't know, that could... Well, this generation, they're Blackhawks fans. Like, they're bandwagon fans. Like, you remember when we were in, like, middle school and high school, all the... Oh, of course. All the Blackhawks fans. What are they going to do now Mm -hmm. when Patrick Kane gets traded? Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting. Are they going to stick around? I would hazard a guess no. But... Yeah, Chicago is really interesting. A lot of people wanted to bring it. I, I think... Yeah, let's talk about them now. If... If it was a year ahead of the timeline for the Sabres, I would have been all for that. Like, yeah, trade pick nine, go get to Brinkett. Let's win. Um, but, you know, they could have done it. They absolutely could have done it if they wanted to. Pick well, yeah, when you look at Ottawa what... Ottawa gave up a first, a, second, a first and a second, and the picks... Uh, Ottawa gave up a first and a second. I misspoke. But I think our picks were only two spots off of each other. They absolutely could have done it. Yeah. And like, yeah, what Ottawa gave up, I mean, it's peanuts. Of course, there's the Debbie Downers saying that, uh, oh, they still have to re-sign him. But even they can recoup that easily. Yeah. Like you, you mean tell me a year from now to doesn't want to sign an extension. Ottawa is not going to get a first and a second. They'll easily get that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they traded Kirby Doc. I like the trade though. I, I'm not a big Kirby Doc believer. I think you get the 13th overall pick for him. Yeah. Because you just gotta think, what's he gonna look like when he's the only guy there? And then they want to trade him next year. Are you even getting a first round pick at that point? So they picked the right time, in my opinion. And I, I liked him as a prospect. I, I liked him a lot, but there's time to move on and you know, he's, he's very young still, but I, they got Frank Nazar with the 13th overall pick. That's, that's a good swing. I like it. Yeah. I'm with you here uh, on Kirby doc. Um, that's when Batman went up and announced those two uh, Montreal trades. Oh um, yeah. Probably the highlight of the night, I think. Yeah. That was electric and, and trading. It just seems like everything Montreal did that night was against all conventional wisdom. It's like they just, they, they, they truly were, <laughs> uh, they didn't listen to any outside noise. It seems like, uh, yeah, I, 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 I cannot the believe consensus was Shane, Wright. Like most people yeah. thought, okay, they're going to pick Shane, Wright. I thought for sure that they would give in to the, oh, the Canadian kid. The draft is in Montreal. We're going to get roasted, but it went the other way. I seemed like the fans are pretty happy with the Slavkovsky pick and with pick 26. They go with Philip Mishar, another Slovak. I just, I I was in shock at the, at the Romanov trade. I couldn't believe I, that one. I was shocked. They got that high of a pick for Romanov. I I'm, I'm a big uh, Alex Romanov fan. So uh, I, I don't know. He just strikes me as, the kind of guy that they should have built around. Yeah. Well, they've got got Caden Gooley, Jordan hair. Like they have a glut of defensemen. So I I can see why they would do it, 
but yeah, I'm kind of surprised they moved on from him. But you know, I mean, like, all things uh, considered, they they turn a position of strength into a position of weakness. Uh, they move on from a defenseman. They got a big center, and you know they don't get the center with their first overall pick. They go with Slavkovsky, and now they are able to still get the center anyways. So the the new Canadians brass, I I like their boldness. Yeah, and you know, let's move on into our division here, Detroit and Ottawa. I, I think a lot of people thought the Sabres were going to continue to stay ahead of these teams, but Ottawa, as we mentioned, they get to brink it. They signed Claude Giroux. It sounds like they're either going to get John Klingberg or Mackenzie Weger. They picked up Cam Talbot in a trade with the Minnesota Wild. They traded Connor Brown, which is a little surprising, but I, if it were me, I would have probably kept Brown until the deadline. You probably still got a second round pick for him anyways, but yeah, Ottawa is much improved, and if you look at the standings, there wasn't much separation between the Sabres and the Senators. I think it was two points. Yeah, same thing with the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. They were right behind us, and look who they pick up. They pick up. Oh, let me. It's a long list. They've signed Mark Pesic today as well. Um, yeah. Well, I have. Uh, so the they've picked up Andrew Cop. Good signing. Uh, Signed him to a big deal. Uh, David Perron, which was surprised. I thought he was going back to St. Louis. I, I didn't mm-hmm. think he was actually. And only a two-year deal for him, too. Right. Good. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's a really good cut because that's oh, we probably have, the... We have some breaking news. What's that? The Ottawa Senators have extended Josh Norris. Eight years, $7.95 million. Epic. Wow. Well, you know... That's part of the Eric Carlson trade. That remember, you remember when that Carlson trade happened? The mm-hmm. Senators got absolutely roasted, and Norris was a headliner in that trade. They got a first round pick, which ended up being third overall. Tim Stutzla, and they got more pieces in that trade too. So they got two cornerstones for Eric Carlson. Uh, but anyways, continue Dominic, on, on Detroit. Dominic Kubalik also signed. Um, to Detroit. Yeah, one of the players at Chicago is just like, yeah, we could probably trade you, but we're just going to let you go because we want Connor Bedard. And then, of course, uh, Billy Huso uh, acquired and uh, Ben Sherratt, too. Um, Sherratt, I don't like that signing at all, but that's... Yeah. They're, uh, they're much better in the now, which, yeah, they, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Vancouver like spending a lot and they're going to have Lucas Raymond and Mark Sider to sign. And that's kind of similar to you look at last year when they had trouble sign them when the Canucks had trouble signing Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson. So hopefully they're able to manage their cap well, but it's Steve Iserman for God's sake. I think that he'll be able to handle it. I mean, just looking at, I'm looking at the senators now, uh, since we, we mentioned them as well. The other team, the Atlantic that, uh, went big and it's a really impressive list of guys and they're all young. Like Stutzla hasn't yeah. reached his potential yet. Uh, Alex Formington, he's still an RFA. Who's it sound uh, like Buffalo a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little bit. Um, now uh, I, I, 
my thing here, I got Cam Talbot too. Uh, but uh, I don't know. My thing here, I'm so split because I think the Sabres are, are taking a good approach, right? I think. Yeah. And I'm glad they stuck with it. Right, right. Being patient, not being reactive, not acting. It, they're not doing this like it's like it's GM mode, right? And right. you're throwing money at all the guys after one season of a rebuild. Um, now, there is. I think the bittersweet part for me is that it is a bit of a risk just counting on. The, oh, all these guys are going to work out. Right. Like we have we have young guys in the pipeline. Uh, give it some time that that'll be our core in a few years, because who's to say if all three of the picks we made this year uh, will work out? I mean, all three of them won't be on. Like, I don't think all three of them will will be on the team at once. I think you're, you're bound to move on um, from one of them, probably with the amount of guys that we have right now in the cupboard. Or know. when they decide to make a to bring it like trade in right. a year or two. You, it, it's pretty safe to assume one of these, whether it's the 2023, 2024 first, whether it's Osland or Kulik or Rosine, one of these guys, like one of them will be a major piece of a trade. You would assume at least. Right. Uh, and, and so I like it from that end. Uh, but at the same time, like Detroit and Ottawa, there's like zero doubts that they got better. Yeah. And those are your your immediate uh, adversaries, if you will, the, the neighbors, the neighbors yeah. standings. Well, who got uh, better? They, as we said, very close in the standings. If you can pull up the standings really quick and just mm-hmm. see what the point separation. Yeah, Buffalo finished better than both of them, but they were right behind us. It wasn't that much of a separation, if I remember correctly, but both of them added significant pieces. They upgraded where they needed to, and the Sabres, yeah, the Sabres upgraded where they needed to, but I wouldn't call them significant upgrades. They're, they're probably going to bring Jack Quinn up, maybe J.J. Paterka, but it's going to be a really similar team to last year, so they're really banking on these guys taking another step. Yes. Which, okay, if so- it happens, great. But it, if it might, if it doesn't happen, we're talking about the top five pick. Uh, Red Wings were one point behind, and the Senators mm-hmm. were two points behind. Okay, like, and the Sabers did not get better. Us. Yeah, there's no. They they both of them got significantly better. I would say. Yeah, and the Sabers just got a little better. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's part of me is like, how much longer are you going to do this? You know, uh, like, I hope when this are you is just going to go for year. it? I really yeah. hope it's the last year. Like you can't just keep, you can't keep kicking the can down the road. Right. Mm-hmm. And I get the whole, not wanting to, to, to play your young guys uh, out of a spot thing, but listen, like, come on. When, when do you want to compete? Like, when are we going to get out of this? And I, I understand it for this year. Sorry. It, oh no, you're fine. I, it's I know it's it's a shallow way of thinking to most, but like, what the hell are you in the league for then? It, we're gonna it's gonna be uh, 
well, after this season, it'll be 12, um, years. 12 years since this team was even relevant. And I don't know. It, I, again, I get the approach, but uh, it's kind of just you're sitting on the sideline watching these other teams who have like the same amount of cap space as you actively trying to get better. And we're just sitting here uh, relying on hope again. Like, I mean, like we were a few years ago uh, with uh, the Justin Bailey's and uh, <laughs> all those guys. So I, I don't know. I, I, I hope this is the last off season because like they got to do something. You, you have cap space. It's, it's in it, like, I don't know. It was, it was a really good free agent class. Um, Senators brought in Claude Giroux. At least they brought in an older guy to at least play with their young guys. So, uh, and the Sabres couldn't even do that. They weren't even contenders in any of the big races. So, uh, it, 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 it's frustrating, um, being on the outside looking in like this. Cause I, I don't know how much longer this is going to be the case every single off season where you're just letting teams leapfrog you in the hope that your homegrown talent is going to get better. I, it just, I, it's, it's just like, it's, it's just against like, I don't know. It's just, it's getting kind of ridiculous at this point. Well, I'm glad they kind of stuck to their plan. Like they could have seen what Ottawa did even before free agency day and say, Hey, Oh, they're passing us. We got to change our plan. They stuck to their guns. I respect it. I didn't really want them to be in on these free agents. Like if you look at their forward core, like, these guys are locked in for this year. Um, they wanted to give their kids a chance. Like, say they signed, say they did what Detroit did, and they like, they got to keep JJ Paterka and Jack Quinn. They probably have to send Krebs back down to Rochester too. They want to get a look at these guys, and yeah, why not? Um, they're NHL ready, I would say at least. And I'm glad that they didn't spend stupid money. And I. You know, when you have cap space, you shouldn't just spend it just for the sake of it. They're yeah. saving it for when they got to pay Darlene, which looking at that Sergachev extension that Tampa did, they signed Chernak, Sergachev, and Sorelli to eight-year deals. Sergachev had eight, $8.5 Pretty reasonable to say Darlene will eclipse that. He'll be eligible for an extension, I believe, next offseason. So they got to be ready for that if and now we're dealing with if, ifs and buts at this point, but power, what's he going to be making? Thompson, if he scores 40 next year, what's he going to be making? So that, I like that they're being smart with their money. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to say one more thing. There, there's going to be uh, people who, who, who say, like, well, the Sabres aren't in a position exactly to, to go out and sign the veterans, right? Well, then how was Ottawa able to sign uh, or how was Detroit able to sign David Perron? They haven't made the playoffs in a while or Andrew Cobb, right? They, 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 they can tell me like, yeah. like the Sabres, the Sabres don't have, don't, don't have a goalie, a clear cut goalie. All their players are young. You're telling me they couldn't be the ones to go out and get aggressive and bring in David Perron. Like what the hell do the Red Wings have that the Sabres don't have? We both have young players. I know they have a, a, a Calder. Uh, they have Calder winners and Calder finalists, sure. But like the teams are constructed so similarly, they had similar success. Uh, I don't get why. Even if you brought in one of those those bigger name free agents just to play with your young guys, like I don't know. It, and it's um, like neither team, neither the Senators or the Red Wings had a goalie going to free agency. 
they were still able to sign a bunch yeah, of Ryan guys. Ryan said though. Yeah, well, but I don't know. I I wouldn't count on him being like you know a, a swayer, a, a mover, the, a shaker. Yeah, guy. he's not. He's not like an influence on. Oh well, you know, I'll go. Mm, oh well, they have Nadelkovich. I'll go play there. You know, like, I don't. I don't. Mm. I don't and like that's just what I think. Uh, I don't consider him one of those guys. But you see what I'm saying here? Like you couldn't just go out and get like one guy. Like I look at David Perron. Like what the hell would stop him from coming here? Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't have minded it, but they don't want like Adam sticks to his guns. I, mm-hmm. I respect it. And they don't want to block out their players. I hope that they find a path to keeping Paterka and Quinn up here because watching Paterka AHL playoffs, like he was dynamite for the Amherst all last year. He almost made the team out of camp last year. So it's hard, like, and he was a man amongst, amongst boys in development camp, too. He was dynamite. So I find it hard to believe that Quinn and Paterka are in Rochester. It, yeah. They didn't want to block him out, and I, I, I respect it. I, but if Middlestat doesn't take a big step, Yoki Haru doesn't take a big step, like, next year, you know, what if Matthew Kachuk's available? Mm-hmm. That's the guy I'd be going all in after. That's the kind of player they need. What if Mackenzie Weger is available? What if Florida decides not to trade him and they can't sign him? That's the kind of player that you probably want to put beside Owen Power. Just, just throwing some names out there. But I, I think uh, next year is the year where they start throwing the money around. Let me tell you, it better be. I wasn't expecting to get so heated on this show. I yeah, mean, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be heated about what happened. I'm not. I'm. I'm good with what they did. I. I like what they did, but I just want when yeah. you get to the point where you just say, "I'm sick of losing." We're gonna try and speed this up a little bit. I think it's next year, regardless of what happens. Because I think even if they take a step back, you can't just say, "Oh, we gotta develop more." Mm-hmm. You, you get like, you gotta put the chips in the middle at some point. Yeah, they. <laughs> I've been saying this for weeks now. Three years, 2021, 2022, 2023, 30 draft picks. They kept all their picks this year. They have eight next year, and one can assume they're going to get more. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting. I think no matter what, you step back, or even if they take a step forward, because you can say either way, oh, they took a step back. We can't do that again. Or they take a step forward. Hey, let's put this team over the top. I think next year, is when it's an experiment. Yeah, I think next year is when they you go get a top flight forward, mm-hmm. like like a Debrinket, someone like that. Kachuk, let's say Kachuk, mm-hmm. just for the sake of it. You go out and get a Kachuk. You go get a, a Uyghur. Uh, what if let's say Ukopekalukanen is a no factor at all this year, and you move on or you trade him, and you go get a real goalie, like. Go add two or three pieces that make your team significantly better. Mm-hmm. And then you bring up Savoy. Quinn and Paterka are going into their second year. Maybe a Kulik steps in. Guys like that. Like, mm-hmm. just get better. I think it's next year. <laughs> I think it's next year. <sighs> ah, well, <clears throat> felt therapeutic, I think, to... uh it feels like we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here, but 
Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I'm I'm naturally impatient. I can't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I've got I, the, like because this is what I expected. I, I'm assuming you expected this as well. Like, I don't yeah. think anyone expected the Sabers to be deep into the free agent market. Listen, if the Sabers, I'm glad they didn't. If we are to fail, I want to see other teams fail with us. That's how I feel. Mm. I don't want to see other people getting better. I want to see other teams getting better. No way. Because, yeah, I mean, Why Toronto, be did Toronto get better? I, I don't know if Toronto no. got better. They, oh, I want to talk about Toronto. alone. Yeah, let's go to Toronto. Here. Yeah. The Matt, Matt Murray water. vetoed the, the trade to Buffalo so he can go to <sighs> Toronto. And, man, that sucks. I really wish that... Because when I was on WGR last week with Joe DiBiase, yes, you were. Uh, great experience, but <laughs> uh, we threw out the idea. This was like the day before this news broke. That oh, because I think on our podcast right before we were talking about Matt Murray and how he could be an option for Buffalo, and then we threw out the idea: What if you trade sixteen for Murray and pick seven? And then word came out the day of the draft that that trade was going to happen. But Matt Murray said, no, thanks. And Ottawa was going to retain a quarter of his salary, but he says no. And that sucks, but he ends up going to Toronto. I think they, for future considerations, and I believe Toronto got a couple of draft picks as well, third and seventh. And then Washington decides, Hey, to hell with our goalies. We're going to get rid of both of them. They don't qualify Ilya Samsonov, who was a first-round pick in 2015. And they go out and get Darcy Kemper, give him a five-year deal. But Toronto, they sign Samsonov. And I think a lot of people in Buffalo, Sabres fans, wanted Samsonov to come here. Uh, what we, From what I hear, not a great locker room guy. Not Probably not the personality that they want for the their vibes situation but yeah i, I like comrie i like comrie for, i don't want that trouble in the locker room uh i've been thinking this about the matt murray thing okay like if matt murray signed with san jose let's say would anyone give a crap no would any <laughs> right so like toronto the, the, like you always hear a lot about how Toronto media and Toronto fans are delusional, but Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov going there have just, they've, they've kind of uh, expanded that and made it come to the surface. Uh, there, you know, Jeff, uh, Jeff Vailette. You're seeing yeah, that name. he's the guy that searches his own name on Twitter. And replies oh, to he everyone. does. He, he seems yeah. like that kind of guy. Cause this guy, like this is the very worst of uh, Maple Leafs fandom. Right. Because uh, I saw him doing some, I don't have the exact tweets in front of me, but uh, he's, he's tweeted enough preposterous stuff um, that I remembered his name and uh, his profile picture. So I'm just, I'm mm. scrolling through right now. Um, but, you know, trying to defend um, their goaltending situation. Like, here's an example of um, something that this guy uh, uh, tweeted. Um, trying to blame the uh, the pandemic for the cap crunch that uh, the Leafs are in. I'm, <laughs> I'm going okay. I'm going on a mini tangent right now. I'm sorry, just because I've I've been waiting so long to get into the Leafs and their goalies. I mean, well, hold on one second. I for to give him some. I don't know. Some I don't want. I don't know the word to say, but 
I'm assuming Toronto, when they signed all those contracts, assumed that the cap was going to go up. And I get, yeah, that could be yeah, risky. Yeah, I, I get that. But, yeah, continue. But, but at the same time, there's other teams who post-pandemic have gotten creative to uh, to relieve some salary cap stress, right? Like, you know, looking at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Uh, Vegas. Vegas. God, I feel like, good Lord, motorcycle outside. Um, but you know, like teams, teams have done stuff, right? I think Carolina might have done it um, a little bit too. But like to to blame the pandemic, I don't know. Like we were talking about the Leafs cap troubles a year and a half before the pandemic even happened. Like the, the, right. the, the remember the have we like have we forgotten about the Nylander thing like this quickly? <laughs> have at least fans already forgotten this and how they, they, they couldn't afford him till a few months uh, into the season. And also the, the Tavares signing, which like, I mean, even before the pandemic, you could tell that was going to cause disaster for their cat. Yeah, I don't right? know why they <laughs> like, they so I would have been fine if they didn't sign Tavares. So I, I guess um, bottom line, what I'm trying to say is, Signing Matt Murray uh, is like it's totally you got worse. Like, and I, yeah, I, you know, you don't like Jack Campbell. And the, yeah, yeah, I'm not the, the biggest Jack Campbell fan, right? Um, but no matter which way they look at it, the Leafs got worse simply by bringing in um, uh, Murray and 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 Samsonov to um. To start, and there's people already buying Matt Murray uh, jerseys and stuff. I don't know. Um, this 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 could be a real eye opening season, I think, uh, for the Leafs. Like, speaking of Matt Murray jerseys, I, walking back to my car yesterday, I saw a Sabres fan wearing a Craig Anderson jersey. Oh, never thought I would see one of those. Continue. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm I'm happy he has support somewhere. <laughs> uh, but I, I I don't see how any Leafs fan or anyone in the media, for that matter, all the Leafs fans are going after Craig Button, which say what you will about Craig Button, but he's been critical of the Leafs, and I think rightfully so since free agency began. Uh, but it seems like most Leafs fans just appear to be not wanting to listen to any criticism about bringing in Matt Murray and... Um, I mean, aside from the fact that Murray's injury prone, um, we talked about Murray a bit on on, on uh, two episodes ago. But um, you know, aside from that too, uh, he also got sent down to the AHL for not playing real good. Yeah. So there's there's that, and then Ilya Samsonov, who had an eight nine six um, save percentage, and the excuse you hear there is these fans saying, "Well, we still have Shalgren." if everything goes wrong, who he himself, I don't think was that great. Uh, he had like one good game. I think he had shut out his first game and then didn't do anything after that. Um, and then they, they, they haven't signed anybody. I don't think uh, we know they, 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 they Toronto signed uh, boy, uh, Adam God that huh. <laughs> yeah, they made like depth signings. They didn't do uh. anything significant. They lost. Oh, who'd they lose? They lost um, Mikheyev, mm-hmm. Vancouver, who he got paid. He got yeah, big, 
chunk of change. Uh, you can throw Ilya. They lost Ilya Lubushkin. <laughs> they lost Ilya Lubushkin. That's worth. They, um, they still need to sign Angval and Rasmus Sandin, which mm-hmm. who knows if they'll be able to get that done. So, like, like, what are the Leafs counting on? Are they like? Do they is 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 Austin Matthews going to score sixty goals again? Is that what they're looking for? Yeah, probably. Uh, right, right. Like, it's not going to come as easy in this division anymore because Buffalo, no. Ottawa, and Detroit are all improved on paper. Mm-hmm. So, I think well, the Bruins. It sounds like they're bringing Bergeron and Krejci back. That's right. Nothing official yet, but it sounds like they're getting them back. So the Bruins, they're probably, I don't know, Detroit and Ottawa better than the Bruins. The Bruins are missing some big-time players for the first few months of the year. So who knows what's going to happen there. But this division could be interesting. Yeah, so... Does Dubas get fired this year? If they miss? Or if it's another first-round exit? I think if they miss the playoffs for sure. I think done. there's there's a reason to. And how about uh, at the draft also? They uh, because of how horrible uh, their their uh, cap moves have been, uh, they had to um, package their first round pick with Peter Morazic yeah, to get him off the books. Like Thirteen spots. Yeah, it, it's like man. Sounds uh, like they still got the guy in the second round that they were going to pick in the first round anyways, but that's sad that you even have to do that. Mm-hmm. A year removed from signing that contract, too. Yeah. That's so, a move like, I would have done from a Sabres perspective, taking on Mrazek to move up into the first round again, but they probably would have picked Lining in anyways, so, <laughs> you know, no yeah. thanks. Um. Yeah, Toronto... Who knows what's going to happen uh, there? I, I bet they still make the playoffs, but oh, I don't of course, yeah. see them as, like, are they going to beat anyone in the first round? Are they going to beat Tampa? No, they're they're not getting so. out of the first round. Like, I don't think there's any way. They're, they're, uh, their goaltending isn't strong enough. It's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Like, Matt Murray isn't going to hold up against against Tampa Bay, against against Florida. Um. God, who knows if you fall to a wild card spot, it's not going to hold up against uh, Carolina, Carolina, New York, Carolina. We can talk about them. Jeez, I like the Brett Burns. Bur- yeah, you, and mm-hmm. San Jose retained a significant portion of his salary too, which that makes him a lot worthwhile. And they pick up Patcheretti for free. Yeah, yeah. The, the Hurricanes are. I think they're a cup favorite. They're up there. Um. That's a smartly run team. Yeah. Right there. Um, in Vegas, we're talking about not a smartly run team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, at Just at the expense of Jack Eichel. Jack, they get Jack Eichel in a third-round pick. They give up the 16th overall pick, which turns out to be Noah Osland, mm-hmm. a second-round pick next year, Alex Tuck, and Peyton Krebs. But as a cap sacrifice, they need to Trade Evgeny Dodonov. They pick up Shea Weber and are deep in LTIR for the next four years. They have to trade Max Pacioretty and Dylan Coughlin for nothing. So they lose significant players to their team just to have Jack Eichel. I'm, I, was, I joked about it yesterday, but how long until Jack Eichel is a cap dump trade? 
<laughs> I know, I know. I man, Jack Eichel cannot be happy because that's another team that didn't really get better either. Oh yeah, no, they kept Riley <laughs> Smith, but they didn't. You can't even say they got better at all. No, they're gonna have like Mike Amadio in their top six. Yeah. And, and look at that. The, the first line that Jack Eichel goes to play on is suddenly non-existent anymore. Yeah. Wasn't it Patrick, Patrick and Dodonov on his line? Yeah. Um, so that was the, the hyped up line. Well, I thought it was Stone, Patrick and uh, yeah, that was the hyped Eichel. up line. I, that I was feel like, like he line. ended up playing with Dodonov, though. I don't remember, but yeah, Jeez, so I wish they could have gotten Vegas's first round pick next year too. I wish they would have held out a little harder, but it would have been nice to hate watch them another year, hoping for another high pick. But you know they had their second; they'll take it. Yeah, yeah, man. Vegas is. I think their window is shut. I think it's over for them. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to. Yeah, build, this feels rebuild. Uh, this feels like the Sharks' downfall. Doesn't it? it? Yeah, it really does. <laughs> I love it. And I, I was just about to say poor Jack Eichel, but no. Nah. I nah, will not. I will not say nah, poor bro. Jack Eichel. Nah, bro. Don't deserve uh, it. How about Johnny Goudreau to Columbus? Isn't that crazy? I think he, I think he made a mistake. Uh, I think he misjudged yeah. his um, value. Do you think that's, do you think that, do you think he misjudged his value? Maybe. I, if I were him, I would have gone to New Jersey. Mm. You know, he'd be playing with Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer. Who, who are the centers in Columbus? I get, Cole Sillinger is good. He had a nice rookie season, unexpectedly making the NHL right away. But, man, I don't know. I, I like what Columbus has done with, like, the Seth Jones trade. And mm-hmm. they got some good prospects now. I really like what they did this year. David Yurichuk, Denton Matechuk, Luka Dalbel Belouz. So some good prospects coming up. But I think by the time Columbus is supposed to be like a bona fide playoff team, Johnny Goudreau is probably going to be, oh, you're going to be wincing looking at that contract. So I think, I think he like, should have gone to, if I were him, I would have gone to the Islanders or New Jersey. I think a lot of the shock comes from the fact that like nobody cares about Columbus. So that's why people were so shocked. He went there. Is this Calgary situation? Not like Oh, six Oh seven Sabres. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking that actually let, let's say uh, uh, they traded Kachuk that same day. That would have been or black. Wednesday. Yeah. That would have been black Wednesday. Yeah. For them. Man, because they they ended up signing Zadorov, but like all of their UFAs had to walk because they were so focused on signing Goudreau. Yeah. Um. Yeah, is Kachuk gonna stay now? That's the thing. Like they offered Goudreau ten and a half million for eight years, reportedly. Before um, we started recording, we were talking about this, but I think you have the money; they could go after Kadri. Yeah, they could. But I mean, that's. You can't replace 115 points. If I, if I was Brad Tree Living, I would be putting all my eggs in Matthew Kachuk's basket. But, you know, there are rumors that he probably doesn't even want to stay. Like, there's mm-hmm. always whispers that 
oh, is he going to go back to St. Louis? Is he going to, are they going to trade him? Like he was in Jack Eichel trade rumors way, way back when. Um, I hope he gets a one-year deal and I don't know if he's going to be a UFA after a one-year deal or not. I feel like it's possible. I'm not sure. He might need be two years away from unrestricted free agency, but Hey, having Adams, man, like this is, this is a guy that you need. This is like where the, the suburban hockey dads and (laughs) other folks like reunite here. This is a, this is the player that they, I love Matthew Kachuk. They need a player like that. I would do. I would give him a blank check. I would give Matthew Kachuk a blank check next year. Well, going back, that's the that's the Alex to bring it. I would. Yeah, go all in on him. Well, uh, we you mentioned that you know to bring it if he doesn't work out, they could trade him and recoup assets. What if he's used to unite the Kachuk brothers? Oh, yeah. I'm just a that's thought. interesting yeah but uh i don't know i think i i i i don't think the kachuk thing will happen i don't think the move will happen i think it's all conjecture i don't know i think this is uh <laughs> this is a situation like the sabers at the end of their do- the, the end of their dominance yeah i think that this is the thomas vanek I don't think he'll get offer sheeted, but I think that I think they're going to lose him. Mm-hmm. Hey, there was a big offer sheet in the NBA today. Just makes Wasn't it there? just yeah, it just shows you that casually. It uh, uh, what is it? NHL GMs are cowards. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, do you think the Sabers do anything else? You know what? He's out there. What about Phil Kessel? There is Ted's hot dogs in Buffalo. That's right. <laughs> I'm going there today. It is customer appreciation day. Mm, but I, I wouldn't. I would. I'd much rather see Paterka and Quinn than watch over the hill Phil Kessel. Right. If there's if there's room, obviously, I don't know. You know, Subban would have been fun. He's still not signed. Yeah, the uh, Labushkin signing kind of dampers that dream. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're done. Maybe they add. I like the idea of bringing in a Russian for Rochester, mm-hmm. like a German Rupsov, former first round pick of the Flyers. Um, someone like that just to have in the room. Someone who speaks Russian have in the room, sit next to. Uh, Kisikov in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I want to say one more thing before we sign off here. Until I'm going to have massive anxiety until Cody Eakin signs a contract. <laughs> I need, I need, I just need to see a tweet that says we have signed Cody Eakin and any team besides Buffalo. I don't want him back. I could see him going overseas. I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know. Someone's gonna sign he, him. Someone's so? gonna sign him. Yeah, and it's gonna hmm. be like. He's gonna go to a contender. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? Like maybe Philly signs him. It's on brand. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't. I I'm not too worried. I don't think he'll be back here. Yeah, I that's he, that's an easy guy. That's a replacement level player. That he was very vibey though. He was like yeah, a ringleader. He, like he was good in the room. 
He was. He was, but yeah, vibes. Right. Uh, vibes don't always uh, win you games. Prevail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to mention? I think. No, no about nothing what I else. Want to talk about. Um, I bet you're glad you're not working customer appreciation day. Yeah, no Ted's. more. Don't have to do right. that anymore. Good. Um, I want if I want to say one thing. If mm-hmm. you have xbox series x or s and have nhl 22 sure nhl 22 is very boring for you right now because the mm-hmm. rosters aren't accurate i will be posting my custom roster on roster share yeah i would say it's 98 percent accurate i recreated all of the draft prospects and make sure they put them on the right team so like if you want to play franchise mode and hey listen you got matt savoy yuri kulik and noah osland and basically all the other higher picks that they drafted, they're already on the team. You don't have to worry about it. All the contracts for free agency are in. All the trades are in. You just have to download it. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Joe TCBNHL. Tweet out the details. You don't want to miss it if you're able to. Luke, I know you're excited for it. Yes. Yes. I'm always, uh, I actually just got back into playing um, NCAA 14 today. Hmm. So. Um, I'm always into my my sports video games in my franchise modes, my little I stats. I counted. There's like upwards of 180 created players. My God, I made. You are a better man than me because I I just I I would not have the patience to do that. I did it for the people. I knew that people. There you would go. Like it. That's right it for you folks. Damn right. All right. Um, I th- I feel like our next episode should be the animal draft. What do you think? I think it, yeah. I think. Now this time of uh the season or this off season would be as good a time as ever, probably. All right. Well, it's coming. It's coming. And we're gonna have two guests. We're gonna try and get two guests. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a little round table, animal draft action. Mm-hmm. If you have any people that you have in mind, <laughs> uh let us know. We'll see if mm-hmm. we can make it happen. Uh we appreciate you all for listening. Uh, if you missed the last podcast, I had Austin Broad of the Charging Buffalo on. We recapped the draft. Still relevant if you want to listen to it. Uh, ch- check out our Twitter at co underscore tcb underscore pod. So check that out and give it a listen. It's quality content. Austin is a sharp guy. He knows his stuff. A sharp Glad young man. To have him on. Uh, yeah, make sure you follow that Twitter and follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram as well at the Charging Buff and Luke's on Twitter as well, LBKETCB. I'm at Joe TCB NHL once again. And for Joe and Luke, this has been the Cautiously Optimistic Podcast. Have a good one. <laughs>